Oh man, super duty tough work. We here. Here we are. Yeah. You know, it's beautiful fall evening. Right. It's hot <laughs> as fuck outside. Yeah, it is miserable <laughs> out there, man. <laughs> I've been out there trying to get my lawn together, man. Mm. Uh, you know. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's hot. Yeah. But uh, you know, just sprinkling and and shit that no one's doing right now because it's hot. And uh yeah, I was waiting out there for you for a minute and I was like, nah, nah bruh. Yeah. <laughs> Nah, <laughs> we'll just sit inside this AC yeah. and get warm while this dude show up. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. How you doing, man? I'm good, man. It's Friday. Yeah, yeah. You know, it'll be a day a little late on this one. Yeah, but day late. Good to see you, you know, hey, man. That's that's salary life. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, but um, yeah, it's good, man. Yeah. Project dropped today. Yeah, no, no. Yeah, been been blasting the internet. Yeah, you know, even though it's Friday. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know my thoughts on that. Yeah, even though it's Friday. I see y'all didn't take my advice on that one. Y'all. Hey man, you know, I was want the self. Hey, I'm I'm, I'm a tag along. You yeah, know what I'm saying? True, I'm a tag true, along. True. Well, yeah, though. That's true. You're not tag calling it, the shots. Tag like that. along. But um yeah, man, it's been it's been a good day. I've been working double duty today, working yeah. you know, my, my socials and yeah. sharing and doing this while I'm working my job job. Nice. You know, double double duty today. So that's true. That's but true. um yeah, it's been a good day. Hell yeah. Well, everybody out there, if y'all didn't know, Elogic DJ Criminal's record is yeah. out. Uh-huh. Uh Changing Mantra, the yeah. title it came out. Well, today, basically. Today, basically. Yeah. yeah. So get that. It's an EP, though, right? It is an EP. Okay. Eight joints. It's uh, on all your streaming platforms. Get Everywhere. it on Bandcamp. Get mm. the physical joints. Mm. You know? Support the movement. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because we do put out music sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even though we don't talk about it very We do often. other things. <laughs> yeah, we do things, which is kind of how this podcast came about. Word. Through our uh, music careers. But yeah, today, man, uh, you know, we're going to talk about something that we probably should have talked about a long time ago. And mm-hmm. I get asked about this on Twitter a lot. And, you know, whenever we start talking about records mm-hmm. and making beats, mm-hmm. there's always people like, yo. I want to get into that, but I don't know where to start. Right. And uh, so, you know, this episode, we want to talk about like how to get into digging. Yeah. This episode is digging 101. Yeah. If you've ever thought, damn, I want to, I, I, there's so many crazy records in here. I know something's on them. Right. But you don't know where to begin. This episode is for you. Yeah. Uh, for those of you who already been digging, you probably know everything we're going to say in this episode. Exactly. This is meant for, you know, those who are just getting started. Not the pros. Yeah, cats gonna be screaming at the uh, at the radio or their computer yeah. like, "What about this one, dog? Right, you forgot right. one. Oh, why didn't you tell them about the?" <laughs> yeah, we've deliberately left certain things out that are not like you know that are more advanced. Right, right. And maybe we'll do an advanced episode down the line, and that'll be digging uh, two hundred one. Right. But right now, this is digging one hundred one, and we're just gonna get y'all through like you know eight concepts, tips, you know that you should follow to uh, you know, if you want to get into picking up records and making beats and and and, and you know carrying a torch right 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 you know so uh we'll take a break and we'll be right back we got you stuck off the realness the most infamous you heard of us official podcast murderers the show comes equipped with few points to share grown man ideas for all those who care and want to grow so go ahead and download every single week with a brand new episode you're not alone in this world cousin so we share information and honest discussion and keep repping the culture like we supposed to they spread gossip but they never come closer i can hear it inside their tone they talk 
talk about the industry but never left their home You get laced up with bullet points and such Plus empowering topics that they never would touch You can put your whole network against the team But Super Duty Tough Works the MVP Most valuable podcast on MP3 Priceless info but all of it's free huh. So take these words home and think them through Super Duty Tough Work is coming at you You know what I'm saying? Flipped and bounced it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just a little bit. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Word. Yeah, we back. Yeah. Super duty, tough work. You know what I'm saying? Printmatic. Mm-hmm. Illogic. Yep. Here talking about digging. Digging 101. Something that, you know, we love to do. And uh, Illogic is kind of new to the beat making thing and exactly. the digging thing. So, you know, you know, this is stuff that I'm sure he picked up over the years fucking with all the producers that he fucked with. <laughs> Um, but we're yeah. going to take it from the top for the people who are new to digging. And uh, the number one tip we got for cats who want to get into digging is to start out cheap. Dollar being. Uh, the, first, the, the temptation, though, mm-hmm. when you walk in a record, you, the record store, you know that there's definitely a, a, a difference in pricing and quality oh, yeah. of records. Oh, yeah. As the price goes up. Mm-hmm. So you'll walk past, past that jazz section. You'll be like, God damn, this shit like fire. <laughs> Right. But it's $15. Exactly. Per record. Per record. Yes. And I'm going to tell you, if you start out like that, you're going to be broke fast. Very fast. And you're not going to have the flyer shit. And you're not going to hardly have any records. No, no, no. So when you first start, the goal is to have mo records. Right. Not no records. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Right. And so the thing you have to do to ensure you get more records, because the more records you get, the more chances you get of finding something that you like, that's usable, Mm -hmm. is you start out cheap, man. You don't start out in the $10 section. You don't start out with the records that they got hanging on the wall, the collector's joints. Nah. You start out in the dollar section dollar bin and if they ain't got a dollar section you don't need to be there nope not until you learn some shit <laughs> right, right you need to be digging for at least i'd say two to three years uh-huh. of just going to record stores and listening and, and learning about the genres and, and periods and all this shit before you start spending five bucks on a record because mm-hmm. even now i've been digging forever and i, I think about a five dollar record yeah every now and then i'll i'll like the most i've spent is like Eight. Yeah, you know, I bought a twenty dollar record this year. I did buy, 15, but I listened but. to it. Mm-hmm. That was the key. I was in Philly. I we was out there digging that day, and I was buying a good hundred dollars worth of records anyway. Uh-huh. I had like eighty dollar joints. Mm-hmm. I was like, man, maybe I'll take a chance on this one, mm-hmm. and I listened to it, and it had so much fire on it. I was like, okay, <laughs> okay, it's worth I, it. I looked at, it, I'm like, why is this twenty dollars? Uh-huh. What makes this record different than all this other fire I got in my? Then I was like. I want to know what a $20 record sounds like. Uh-huh. It sounds like a $20 record. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, yeah. okay. You, yeah. Can, you can get 10 things off this record if mm-hmm. you really want to. But the, but that's, I've been digging for over 20 years. Uh-huh. I've been digging since 95. Yeah, You know what I'm saying? 94, I got my first little crate. 95, mm-hmm. I was DJing. That's when I started preparing to make beats. So, that, hey, come on, man. Yeah, I can, I can buy a $20 record. Yeah. But I don't think... Anybody who's new should. So if you're new, keep it cheap, bruh. Keep it cheap. You know? Keep, keep it going. <laughs> I mean, I've seen 
Tad, RJ still buys dollar records. Yes, I seen him at the joint. Yeah, yeah. like you know what I'm saying. Like there's yeah. there's some of your most some of the elite producers that still hit that dollar being yes. first. Oh yeah, you know what I'm saying. And they they might they'll creep up into the you know ten fifteen twenty <laughs> area now, but they will still hit that dollar bin, especially because yeah. they've been doing so long. So they know yes. the, they know the players. Come on, they know the name, all that stuff, all that stuff that matters. So yeah, you know. But keep it cheap, man. Keep it cheap. Yeah, and the more you know, the better you're able to take advantage of the cheap records. Exactly. Because yeah, I'll say like uh, my guy Count Base D said one time. He said you know the pr- the purpose of, of digging is basically to catch record stores slipping right you know what i'm saying your job is to go in there mm-hmm. and find the records that just ain't priced properly right or got some shit on them that they don't know for the cheap and get the fuck out of it exactly you know but you can't do that if you spending five ten dollars every record and you're coming home with one or two records per trip yeah nah. that's not gonna work man can't I, do that. I mean on an average day like say if i'm about to make beats and i got a, a bunch of records I'll listen to 10 records. At least. And be like, okay, 10 records, I get the samples off of them. Mm-hmm. Then I'll be like, okay, let me make some beats. Yeah. So imagine if there's only one or two things on each record. Right. If you only got two records. Yeah, you ass out. Yeah. So <laughs> This is going to be a short session. <laughs> right. So so start cheap, man. And don't don't look at it like, uh, and there's joints in the dollar section. Always. You know, you can go to everything from, you know, thrift stores to, uh, I mean, just record stores who have a dollar bin mm-hmm. to oh, bookstores. Yep. Like, there's all kind Good of places. Will. Goodwill. Like, you can find cheap records out there. You just got to make sure that you're like, locked in on it mm-hmm. so that you got like your sensors is up your yeah. spidey sense start tingling yeah. when it's a dollar record sale like mine do. <laughs> right you know i'll be hearing about like oh <laughs> let me let me get, get mentally prepared to go right. to war i'm about right. to get dusty in here i need to get a little face mask and some shit that i wear out to these spots because man i'll be killing the dollar section the mm-hmm. last year i feel like that's really all i've done yeah you've been killing it yeah just dollar section. dollar section. just heat too yeah just choice but it can be done you know so that's rule number one man uh, start out cheap rule number two mm-hmm. start where you are yeah start with what you know uh, like Go with what you know right like some people you know they listen to hip-hop and they might hear a bunch of soulful samples mm-hmm. i don't hear a bunch of jazzy samples they might think oh man if i start digging i gotta start digging in soul mm-hmm. and jazz whoop de whoop because this sounds cool what they're doing because you recognize it but what if you grew up on rock right what if you grew up on classical mm-hmm. if you grew up on those genres then you automatically have an advantage over everybody when it comes to digging yeah because you know what the hot shit is in those genres <laughs> you know you know the guys who were digging jazz and soul chances are they grew up on jazz and soul yep. and so that's that's in their wheelhouse they started where they are and now they're good at it now they can find banging soul records everywhere they go mm-hmm. i never really grew up listening to like crazy soul like that we were a gospel house mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying and we would listen to like pop music mm-hmm. you know it wasn't a rap really right back right, then right, so right. it's like so i didn't really have this crazy knowledge of outside of like popular soul singers that i hear on the radio mm-hmm. i wasn't like digging i didn't know like you know Eddie james or like you right. know what i'm saying or like just i don't know just i didn't really know none of that shit that i buy now mm-hmm. but i started where i was at and that kind of helped me kind of be better buying shit than other people would have see for me it was jazz yeah because i played the sax when i was younger so all i listened to a lot was jazz jazz and soul because my mom you know that's the music we listened to in them you know on saturday mornings when we was cleaning the house yeah so when i first started digging it was all the soul records all the jazz records names that i recognized yeah you know album you know i look i look and see what year they were made 
see what if there was any songs on the albums that I recognized the names of. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Just to know like the feel of what kind of record it was gonna be. But um yeah, you gotta start where you are. Just start with what you know. Yeah, yeah. And I also wanna add to that, like Cause you know we're in an age of digging where it's not just you know physical; mm-hmm. it's digital digging as well. Yeah, you might be a dude who listens to a, a lot of weird indie rock. Yeah, and your Spotify is filled with things that you can sample right now, all the time. Start where you are. Yeah. Like, don't feel like you gotta go buy a hundred dollars worth of records to be in the game. Right. Like, if you start where you are and you're familiar with a, with punk records, and maybe I mean. I've, I've sat with cats. I remember I, when I would go to Care Bar a lot, this cat used to work there named Mike. And uh, he was just like huge indie rock head. Mm-hmm. And I'd be sitting there and he'd have his little iPod playlist on and it'd be drum break after drum break <laughs> after drum break. And I'll be like, bro, what is this shit you're uh, listening to? And he'd be like, oh, it's just some bands. Like, he had no idea. Uh, what he would have. <laughs> he had fire. <laughs> Everything he was playing was fire. Crazy guitar riffs. And that is what kind of got me into sampling indie rock a bit. Because I would be hanging out there. And those dudes would be playing crazy shit. And I'm like, they don't even know. Right. I'm like, bruh, who is this band? What is this song? <laughs> right. I need this. Um, but you know, if a guy like him were to start making beats, they would start right there. Yeah. Start with those records that you're the most familiar with and learn those because it's expensive, man. Like not just in terms of money, right? But in terms of time, right? Oh, dog. Like learning about records and digging is is an education. Yeah. It's an education in music and genres that you are not that familiar with. Yeah. Because me diving in the rock has been a journey. Yeah. You know, because I, I mean, I know some names. Yeah. So I started with some names that I was familiar with, but then I just started trying shit you know what i'm saying like as i get familiar with oh this is the drummer that played in this band oh this is the cat that played over here okay okay now i'm starting to understand a little bit you know what i mean so yeah but i'm it's 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 a journey it's a deep rabbit hole oh man it is it's deep i mean there's so many levels of it it's it's, oh yeah i mean just like with any genre of music oh totally but it's just so much out there yeah i think the first two genres i started really messing with was rock like if i look at my early weightless stuff it was mostly rock and and mostly just like almost like classical kind of shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Strings, Strings and composer yeah. type shit. And then from there, I kind of because I remember in college, I was like, yo, everybody's sampling soul and jazz. Mm-hmm. And I don't even know that much about digging. And so I'm just going to stick to what I you know, what's right here. Mm-hmm. And we had crazy rock section at my college. So mm-hmm. I learned through that. And then when I got, I just kept going. So now my rock is just like mad diesel you yeah. know what i'm saying my soul is coming up uh-huh. but my rock is just insane yeah i got i got some soul and jazz shit that yeah i got i got i got bring you some records that i got that's yeah. that's crazy i mean you might have heard them i don't know oh you yeah, know man, what I'm saying? my jazz is insane right yeah, now though yeah. but that's only the last two years right because right. i really never i messed with jazz in college but then i kind of left it alone mm-hmm. but now it's like i kind of got back into it about a year ago and uh i've 90 percent of records i bought in the last year Jazz, yeah, you know what I mean. Jazz got some crazy shit. Yeah, you just gotta have the patience. Yeah, yeah you got oh god, because some of it, <laughs> some of it is too crazy. Yeah, You're, yeah, or yeah, that's the problem. Is, yeah, just, some of it is just too like, out there. You like, know what, what am I gonna do with this? It sounds insane. Right, it's like you know, ten minute songs and shit. You know, yeah. <laughs> you gotta completely let play to yeah. catch shit. You yeah, know? man. Yeah, so so that's uh, tip number two. Start where you are. Okay, tip number three, and this is one that's not always possible. We're going to say it anyway. Mm -hmm. Tip number three is to preview first. Yes. Whether someone gives you some records, whether it's a friend's collection, whether it's a record store, whether you whatever you can do, try to preview that record first. Mm -hmm. You know, 
the the thing that a lot of record stores you'll find out is that a lot of record stores, especially high end ones, we found this out digging. They don't want you to listen to some of the records, right? Because they know that just because they slapped a fucking uh, plastic sleeve on it mm-hmm. and put a twenty dollar price tag on it, it ain't worth it all the time. <laughs> Come on, bro. <laughs> I reckon it ain't worth twenty dollars. They're getting you. They're getting you. Yeah. They know just because it's in mint condition don't mean it got no shit on it. Mm-hmm. They don't want you to find that out because mm-hmm. they know that the real, real collectors. We're gonna sit there. We might bring our own little portable yep, joint. Yeah, we might sit there on theirs and listen to it because what's that? Twenty dollars is a lot for one record. Mm-hmm. Um, especially if you're only spending twenty, thirty bucks that day. You right. want to leave it with something, but they don't want you to listen. So you got to take it on your own. To listen to as much music as you can before purchasing it mm-hmm. and uh i'll give you an example of where that can come in like you know what's crazy is and we're talking about rock is that when you look at a lot of like rock album covers they look very similar to country album covers they do and you can get got right very easily real quick <laughs> you know the band names sound the same mm. dudes look just as rugged in the <laughs> 70s where they was playing country as they was just straightforward rock and if you don't listen to them records you'll get them home and be like why did I buy 10 country records <laughs> what the hell is this <laughs> this is awful you know what yeah. I mean and you're just like damn fucking you know steel guitar and it's not fire uh-huh. um but that's why you got to listen. You know, thankfully, we got used kids here. Mm-hmm. And whether I'm buying dollar records or I typically have a rule where if it's more than a dollar, I'm listening. Oh, yeah. Me too. A dollar, I don't necessarily feel the need to listen. Yeah. I'll go with my gut on it. But and then if it's like five, 10, 20, I'm going to whole thing. <laughs> All 35 minutes. Yeah, I'm not buying unless it got some joints. Uh, it needs at least two to three fire samples. Uh-huh. I'm not doing it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you got you to gotta freebie first, man. Yeah, definitely. So uh, that's number three. Uh, we'll take a break. And we'll be right back. Yeah. If you've been listening to the podcast recently, then you know I've been working on a brand new book that I hope to have out in the next couple of months. But... In the meantime, I'm here to let you guys know that all three of my first books are back in stock at waitlist.net. That means Adventures in Counterculture book, back in stock. Word is blog, back in stock. And my most recent book, What a Night, a book about the worst shows of my career, is back in stock. All back in stock. And you can get all three of those for just $25 on waitlist.net. Once again, all three of my books are available for just $25 on waitlist.net. Back to the show. Okay. We are back. Word. Digging 101 for all the the record collectors. You know what I'm saying? We talking about digging in the crates this week. This is just the basics. Mm -hmm. So don't get mad at us in the comments section. (laughs) Right. If we not shouting out the advanced tactics. Don't be hating. Because, yes, there are some advanced tactics, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, that many heads know. But some of y'all might not even know the stuff we're saying. So Mm -hmm. uh, we're going to keep it moving. And now we're on tip number four. Tip number four is the dustier the better. Yeah. Now, this, this is something when I think about the style of record shop. Mm-hmm. Right, because you know we came up when all the record shops were dusty. Yeah, everything was dusty. It was grimy, grimy <laughs> all the time. This was before I was even digging. But yeah, we spent know. time in them joints. We're yeah. like, ooh, it smells like you know dust and mildew in here. Yeah. It was grimy, and you would see just all of these records. But what's happened since you know the resurgence of vinyl mm-hmm. is that now you got these new, I guess, hipster record shops. They uh-huh. pop up. 
everything is in a plastic sleeve mm-hmm. uh, the, the, everything is stickered and marked and priced you know they done looked everything up on the internet to get the exact retail yeah. of a mint condition thing for you you're not catching them slipping right and so the rule i have is that the dustier the better mm-hmm. like there was a spot me and uh detox went to an Iowa. it was the most fire spot ever uh-huh. dude opened three hours late you know what i mean he was <laughs> grumpy as hell he just didn't give a shit i looked at the yelp reviews the yelp reviews was like place is unorganized hate going there uh, guy is an asshole yep. nothing's where it's supposed to be he was probably like that's my spot. <laughs> yeah. I told you, yeah, we going there on the way out tomorrow, Detox. This is us. Yeah. We stopping at this spot. This is all us. Man, it was everything that we wanted it to be. Man, it was classic hip hop 12 inches in there for a dollar. It was so, man, I walked up to the table with like 50 records, like, wow. Mm-hmm. And he was like, yo, I was like, these were, and then he's like, were all those in a dollar thing? I was like, yeah. He was like, well, I might have to look them up and price them. I was like, you could. He's like, man, I don't know if I feel like doing that. I was like, I'll just give you 50 bucks for all 50 of them and we call it a day. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? He's like, all right, cool. Yeah. He just did it. Like, he looked through him. He's like, yeah, cool. Fuck it. There might be a couple that are, you know, more than a dollar, but they didn't have prices on them. Right. But the, the point is that the dustier, the better, man. Yeah, because you make come ups like that. Yeah. If you really want to get bang for your buck and, and you know, on that tour, I would just get a box because mm-hmm. I would know I'm going to spend 30 or 40 bucks. Mm-hmm. And that's enough to hold 30, 40 records, or, you know, and, uh, you gotta go places that cater to that. Yeah, you know I'm a volume digger. Right, you know right, what I mean. Right, I, right. I'm, I'm a I'm a uh, quantity digger. <laughs> <laughs> so I need more records. You right. know what I'm saying. And so I just get more shit. But you know you gotta go places that that lend themselves to that. Yes, yeah, I like the places where it's just records everywhere. Yes, just records just piled up on the floor. Like oh you see that the stack over there? Right. Oh I ain't see that. Oh yeah I ain't see that. And then look like ain't nobody touched it in like ten years. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, that's it's probably joints in there. Yeah. I love those kind of spots. Yeah, man. And those end up being the ones where like they'll leave you alone. Mm-hmm. Ain't nobody fucking with you. They'll cut you a deal, like you were saying. And their selection is crazy because the casual digger ain't gonna go there. Yeah, if you if you like a hipster record buyer, you know you not going there. No, no. You wanna go where everything <laughs> is in the sleeve and yep. mint condition yeah. and you the first to play it. Paul Simon, right? You know, it's yeah, like, nah, nah, bruh, nah. This is where you go to get that grimy shit. Like yeah. you don't know none of these bands on the floor, <laughs> <laughs> right? You know what I mean? You right. don't know shit about this guy. I do. I right. have three of his joints. Exactly. Like, get out of here. This is us. Yeah. You know, but yeah, you gotta you gotta know that. So sometimes you know when you're looking at spots, it could be a like you're saying, it could be a Goodwill that has that that mm-hmm. quality. Yeah. You know, it could be an old bookstore or something like that that's got records in the back that have that that quality to it. But yeah. make sure that you know the difference between the people who are trying to you know rob you mm-hmm. of your money for some bullshit or and the people who just don't give a fuck they're like look you come in here you go through all this shit it ain't gonna be that well organized right but it'll be worth it you'll find some gems i always ask if they got a back room yeah <laughs> y'all got yeah. y'all got it like especially when i go to um half price books yeah like do y'all got any more records in the back yeah every now and then it'd be like yeah let me take you back there and oh, I'll, yeah. I'll come up on some joints because they ain't sorted them yet yeah, yeah they ain't sorted, sorted them, them price they ain't priced yeah. them yet i just come out like yo you know what 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 you know can yeah. i can i get these for 10 bucks <laughs> you know what i'm saying have like a nice little stack yeah yeah dusty the better man mm-hmm. that's number four mm-hmm. okay number five yeah Years matter. 
this is the one that I'm just now really like yeah. getting. We talked about it. Yeah, before. we talked about this. Yeah, yeah. I was buying shit from the '80s. Come you on, know bro. what I'm saying? Like I was, I was uh, very low success rate. Very low. Not a lot and, of samples. And if you do, your chop game gotta be immaculate. Yes, and that's when I started chopping because I had a lot of <laughs> '80s records that I find yeah. little pieces and parts yeah. that I could use, but no loops. No, 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 no. No loops. No, no. Nothing. Nope. Yeah, '80 record is tough. But yeah. yeah, that's a perfect example of like years matter man yeah. so basically you have to when you start getting a records you're going to be tempted to buy stuff by the cover right it may look cool but you also should look at the year yes that that record came out it's going to be on the back of the sleeve because when you look at the year that's going to tell you what you need to know not about that record but about music in general during that time period yeah, especially if you're thinking about genre yes because every every 10 years or so genres have things they go through exactly like a, a jazz record from 1960 to 1970 sounds completely different oh, yeah. than one from 70 to 78 mm -hmm. right and shit 70 to 75 <sighs> who 60 68 to 74 is that sweet spot mm -hmm. you know what i mean 74 75 yep. all fire in there yeah. right but and then you look at jazz 80 to 8 to 85 90. nah, nah bro <laughs> you don't want nothing to do with that nah, none of that no matter if it's earl clue or not it doesn't matter no fuck matter. earl clue I not, yeah i stay away from him i learned this right, lesson right. with whack whack earl clue records <laughs> you know right <laughs> never nah, buy a bro. fucking 80s no ramsey lewis no stay away from all of them fools in the 80s do not touch none a jazz record from the 80s none of that no matter what yeah you know but uh we learned that the hard way mm -hmm. from buying boatloads of whack stuff and being like what is wrong what's the common denominator oh the year right yeah. all this stuff in the same year has the same period whether that was the same instruments mm -hmm. the same engineering you know look at jazz like we're talking about the records are very clean when it gets to the 80s because they were starting to phase out drummers and use drum machines and do more covers uh -huh. and it was just kind of poppy and just synthesizer synthesizer yeah it wasn't yeah, as improvised so it didn't have that feel that mm -hmm. funk that like a 75 rock record got mm -hmm. even the worst set rec jazz record from 75 probably got some shit on it way more than the best jazz record from 85 yeah man i don't buy no jazz records unless it's like later than 77 yeah you know 78 yeah and down yeah <laughs> yeah yeah jazz ain't gonna give that to you yeah bro. it'll have you mad too because yeah, it'll look so, so cool like oh this look fire and right. you play it's like you know wax saxophone <laughs> you right. know what i mean just bad, bad synth, soprano sax corny just melodies <laughs> bad bad stuff no man. you don't want no parts of that man so yeah. pay attention to the years you know and that's just jazz soul goes through the same things mm -hmm. there's certain genres though that you know, because I ain't gonna say that the '80s are bad for all music. Oh nah, you know what I'm saying? There's certain genres you can fuck with in the '80s. They was getting it cracking. You yeah. know what I mean? Like some early punk. Oh yeah, early punk shit. New age. New age. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they was just getting it cracking in the '80s. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Start fucking with prog rock a little bit. Mm -hmm. It's some shit that they was doing. Like okay, I can. I, okay. Right. But you just gotta you gotta know. Right. And don't assume that it's gonna be tight just because the cover's tight. <laughs> right. You know you gotta the years fucking matter. Definitely. So, yeah that's number five okay we'll do number six real quick number six and this is kind of an advanced tip but we'll leave it here anyway it is and this is that labels and players matter yeah I'm you just, touched on it earlier yeah i'm just i'm just getting yeah. just getting into this a little bit yeah i still have no idea who a lot of people are like yeah, bombay will be telling me like yo this person played oh so and so play i'm like i have no fucking clue yeah. what you're talking about bro but yeah well see that they're advanced diggers yeah like yeah. i'm a i'm a loop digger uh -huh. so i don't know a lot of that shit either right. i'll know 
eventually mm-hmm. but i don't look at a record like oh this guy played on this and then played on that but mm-hmm. guys when they get advanced with it they're great at that yeah. and so even if you can't figure out okay this player was on this record or yeah. then start looking at the record labels that release the music yeah because what you'll find is that record labels are very much like anything else they have time periods where they're releasing a certain kind of music and all if if one of the records is good mm-hmm. all that shit fire yeah like look at motown for example like if you go back and listen to motown records they had a period where everything was fire all heat right and there's labels who were like putting out music around the same thing doing the same thing same rule applies mm-hmm. when when they were hot they were hot so if you start seeing records, you're like, oh, this 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 color, this label, or this logo look familiar. Yeah. And if you got one of those joints at home already, and it's flames, yes, get it. Don't sleep. <laughs> Do that. Do, Do that. that. You know yeah. what I mean? Like like that shit matters, man. And uh, I mean, I guess it works the opposite way too. Because if a record label is put out some bullshit, yeah, you kind of want to stay away from them for a while, you exactly. know, for a period. So you know, record labels matter. The player shit. I mean, I wish I would have somebody on who we should get somebody on who probably could could really break down that science of like knowing the players ahead of time in the label because I'm not an expert at that part. Yeah, Bombay is good. I'm sure RJ probably knows. Yeah, you know, I'm sure Adrian knows. Adrian you know? does that to me every time I'm buying <laughs> records from him. He's like, "Yo, you know this guy's on this and he's on that too, right?" I'm like, "No, I had no clue." The cover looks cool. Right, right. <laughs> right you know what I mean? Right. It looks like it's fire. But yeah, now that you say that, yeah, I'll fuck with it. Right, and they're usually right because like a lot of times. If I if it's a jazz record I like, that guy who I like might be playing on someone else's record. Yeah, drums or yeah, horn yeah. or whatever. And uh, that lets me know that that other record is probably dope too. Yeah. So that's number six? Yeah, I'm six. Okay, we'll take a break and we'll be right back. Where? What up, everybody? Quick reminder, Super Duty Tough Work hoodies, back in stock. We got smalls, back in stock. Medium, back in stock. Large, back in stock. Extra large, back in stock. 2XL, sold out already. My bad, y'all. But yeah, every other size of the Super Duty Tough Work hoodie is back in stock and available at waitlist.net. Go there, order yours, and support the movement. Rep the squad. Back to the show. On the block. Word. They can't stop us. The most infamous podcast on planet Earth. Super Duty Tough Work, you know, helping you be doper word so this week we talking about digging yeah digging in the crates mm-hmm. my brother so we got three more rules left three more little rules left about digging digging 101 okay we're on number seven yeah rule number seven and this one is that smaller towns are better than big cities yep even even the the suburbs. Yes. Going to the going to the um the Goodwill in the suburbs is very different. Yes. From going to the Goodwill in Columbus. Tell them. You know what I'm saying? Picked over, bro. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? All the suburbs over. got joints. Yeah. I'll People, be in Westerville killing it. Oh, bro. <laughs> bro, that shit goes for so many things, man. Shit, like when it comes to digging, you know, digging is is also subject to local economy. Mm-hmm. You know, so you go to New York, you go to L.A., mm-hmm. you go to San Francisco, you go to Chicago, you go to, you know, uh, Houston. Don't expect to be coming up on records for cheap like you do in Columbus, oh, no. Minneapolis, uh, Indianapolis, Mm-mm. you know, Peoria, Illinois. Right. Like, no, bruh. 
it's not going to be the same. Now you're getting it, stroked. Yeah. So even if you live in a large place, I mean, shit, digging in Manhattan is different than digging in Long Island. Right. Right. And so I think if if you're trying to win at digging, you got to understand that going to bigger cities, it sounds cool, but you're going to get stroked. Mm-hmm. And those fools are going to tax you like you ain't never been taxed to buy some bullshit records. No dollar bins. None. <laughs> they got a three dollar bin. Yeah. Probably. You know right. what I mean? Three and, to uh, five dollars. Three to joint. five. That's yeah. the lowest you come. You coming out of there no ten bucks just yep. to be there. No. Yep. You know, and it's not even gonna be fire. So like I'd say then going on this last tour something that just reinforced that for us. Mm-hmm. You know, me and Detox was going to cities, like whenever we get to a real small town on day off, we'd be like we gotta we gotta open up the the Google and see what's going on here yeah, because I got a feeling something might be here. Yeah. And every time we did that, we found joints. Mm-hmm. But it would be these little ass towns that were like hour and a half outside of LA. Right. It wasn't nowhere near LA. Or mm-hmm. like, oh, now we in a, in a little ass town in fucking Canada or we out here in fucking Iowa. It was never like we're in the capital of Iowa. Right. We're like an hour to two hours outside in a smaller town. And that's where we would find the joints, man. And they would be affordable, mm-hmm. you know, and because the thing you got to look at is here, like we're in Columbus, but it's a lot of people like us here. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of people collecting, a lot of people making beats here. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. when you get to the spot, you might see your man's there. Right. I see you there. Yep. I see fucking Bombay there. I see Rawls. <laughs> I see RJ. Yeah. What you think they looking for? They yep. look for the same thing you looking for, bruh. So yep. don't think that, you know, this this is you gotta go somewhere different to get something different. Exactly. You know, so my advice to everyone is like, even if you live a place you're like, man, the records ain't that good here. Go to a neighboring city, mm-hmm. you know, see what their little mom and pop record store has to offer. You know, if it's an hour, two hours away, just take a Saturday. Yeah. Drive over, see what they got. You know, like here in Columbus, we got Mansfield, we got mm-hmm. Springfield, yeah. we got Dayton, you got Cincinnati, you got Cleveland, Youngstown, like all these little ass pockets, Toledo, mm-hmm. Bowling Green, Canton. Canton, like all these little places got a record store. Mm-hmm. The, the kids to go see what they working with, man. Yeah. Make it a little, little day trip. And you might find some shit that blow your mind. You probably will. You know, so like, uh, that's my advice to people, man. Don't, but you go to Chicago. <laughs> stroke. Go to Nashville. You stroke. Yes. You're going to get bent over, bro. <laughs> don't, don't expect to catch no deals in those cities. I'm not saying you can't find shit. Mm-hmm. I just think that the bigger markets are really not for beginners. Yeah. Like, I think if you're an experienced guy. You can go anywhere and find joints. Right. Right. Big city, small city. But I think if you're inexperienced, which is who this podcast is for right now, um, you need to be sticking to small, inexpensive cities and uh, record stores. Yes, sir. So that's number seven. Okay. Number eight. There are no rules. There are no <laughs> rules. That's the, that's the biggest rule that I learned yeah. is that there are no rules. Yeah. There's, dog, so, there's something with everything. Doug, I found... I found a crazy sample on this Jimmy Swaggart record that I nice. found. Yeah. Nice. Like, one of my dudes just gave me his mom's collection because he was moving. And it was like mad, like old, you know, like country gospel stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Dog, I was finding so them, many joints them on Them bands back then. Man. Look. Hey. And the years were right. <laughs> yes. You know, that's what what, you know what I'm talking about. The years were right. So the was, years, man. I was like, okay, like one one weekend, it was like a Saturday. I was like, all right, let me go through these. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Because I was dreading it. You know what I mean? Just because, you know, yeah. I was dreading it. But I was going through 
every now and then something be like perk me up like what yeah and it's a lot of dope vocal shit on those records oh totally totally really you, good yeah you know i've sampled <laughs> old gospel records <laughs> yeah, like that man. for your record yeah like celestial so clockworks got a joint on there like that yeah so yeah yeah, it's, yeah. it can always find something uh, on things it's true man it's true man and you know the thing that i think some people get caught up on when they start digging is like they start thinking that oh i gotta do it like that person did it oh yeah or I got to do it like this person did. And maybe, you know, we all follow people who 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 dig as well. And sometimes, like, man, this dude is finding joints. I got to I gotta do what he's doing or go where he's going. Mm-hmm. The point is not to just follow what everybody else is doing. It's to find what you need yep. to make the dopest shit. Yep. And sometimes that may mean you may not even need to go to a store. Right. Maybe your family got some records. Maybe your homies got some shit. Maybe your friends got the ill uh, local rock you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Archive that you can go through. Whatever the fuck, use what's around you and know that ain't no rules, man. Like, ain't nobody gonna judge you for sampling some shit as long as it's fire. As long as it's heat. Like, if it's fire, no one cares. People are like, man, where you get that from? Like, mm. can't tell you, bro. <laughs> it came out last year, right? right? Like, if we go back through the history of hip hop, like, it's easy to look back on it now, but a lot of the hip hop records that even we grew up on, some of the records they sampled were records that came out right then. Mm-hmm. You know, like think about like Nice and Smooth, and yep. Sometimes I Rhyme Slow, and mm-hmm. Sometimes I Rhyme Quick. Like that's like, that record came out the year before they sampled it. Yeah. Like the, those examples are all around hip hop. Like they would just not, they wouldn't do it for the whole record, but if something was dope, they were gonna use it. Yeah, of course. No one's like, oh man, I can't believe you used this record, it just can't. No one cared. Mm-hmm. We're gonna throw a drum break behind this shit. It's gonna sound fire. <laughs> it's fire. Like, they're doing it now. They're doing it now, yeah. right? Like people don't really trip like that, man. I think you know the rules mindset is something that uh, you want. You want rules when it comes to production, so you can learn your shit technically, right? When it comes to sampling, you want your ear to be open to everything, because yeah. like you said, a Jimmy Swagger record, the average person be like, I ain't sampling this, ain't nothing on that, mm-hmm. I don't wanna hear this, or they be like, nah, I keep them whack records. Right. You was like, let me get those. <laughs> yeah, look, I, I, I wanna listen to them today. Yeah. But one day I'm gonna sit down with these, and I bet you there's some shit on it, man. Yeah. Yeah. And I've had similar situations mm-hmm. where you just don't know, but when you keep your mind open, right. you be finding some shit, like, Damn, mm-hmm. you know, you walk around and you you hear some shit playing in a restaurant you sitting in. Mm-hmm. Man, let me shazam that real quick. You yep. shazam it, it's some old shit you never heard of. You're like, oh, let me send myself a text. Put <laughs> <laughs> yep. this title. Commercials? Yeah. Dog, I didn't found a couple commercials that I had to like wait till they came back going so I could at least like yeah. get my record on. <laughs> you what know is what I'm saying? <laughs> Straight up, like some commercials at the beginning, like, oh yeah. shit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man. but if you got all these rules, you'll miss that shit, man. So mm-hmm. one thing, I mean, we're giving y'all tips and some things, some guidelines, mm-hmm. but these ain't rules. Right. You know, I mean, there's people I know who make fire-ass beats and they don't have no records. Yeah, YouTube. Yeah, they YouTube everything. They figure mm-hmm. out how to do their thing. So like, you know, we're obviously record collectors. I sample off of Spotify too. I sample off everything, bro. Yeah, me too. So, but uh, there's no rules, man. What As long as you're dope, yeah do it yeah that's all that's all that matters at the end of the day yeah is it dope or not yeah does it bang yeah does it bang i don't care what you sampling. <laughs> right <laughs> oh it's a new record who gives a shit right it's it's fucking fire came out yesterday oh okay nice flip <laughs> wish i'd have thought that exactly because that shit happens too where someone will sample something that's recent mm-hmm. and i don't think damn that's fucked up if they freaked it i'm like why didn't i think of that yeah it was right there i didn't even hear that shit you know 
And so, uh, yeah, uh, no rules. No rules. Last joint. Last one. You want to do this one? Yeah, man, covers matter. Covers matter. And then we probably should have made it number one. But yeah, covers matter. Yeah. Like, every now and then, you'll find a record, be a name of a band you ain't never heard of. Mm-hmm. Look crazy as looking record. Yep. You just gotta. Mm, most of the time, it's gonna have some <laughs> shit on it. The crazier the cover, yeah. a lot of time, the crazier the record. It's very true. You it's, can get got though. You, you can get got. <laughs> yeah, you can. And like I was talking about, how like the the country mm-hmm. rock records yeah. look like the regular rock records right. from time to time, and they all look crazy. You're like, ooh, just got some shit. And it's just banjo and some fucking backwoods <laughs> bullshit. Right. Like, oh, fuck this record. Washboard. Yeah, sure. washboard. And steel steel guitar. You're like, fuck this record. But yeah, in general. The cover matters mm-hmm. in the same way they say, yeah, you know, you can't judge a book by its cover, yeah. but you can judge a record by its cover at least 70% of the time. Yeah, a lot of it. You know, and in that era that that where all the shit is that we like mm-hmm. of digging, the cover was a big indicator. Definitely. That at least the art was going to be fire. Right. You know what I'm saying? So now it's like we're in a real minimalist era of art and design graphic mm-hmm. design so i don't even know if that really is a good indicator for records now yeah i don't i don't know honestly i don't buy newer records i haven't yeah. started i haven't even dove into that place yet yeah so i don't even pay attention like yeah. when i go to the record store i walk straight to the dollar bin right you know right. what i'm saying like i don't even look right. at the other stuff just like every now and then i'll dip into a three dollar record here and there you know what i'm saying yeah. but i don't even pay as much attention to the newer joints so i don't even know oh yeah me neither i'm just thinking like just even as a listener though like like when was the last time an album cover for a new record made you think i need to hear that record it's been a while it's been a while right like everything is so minimal now that i'm not just you don't see the covers you're like what the fuck is that record about right right whereas i think like a lot of 70s records did that to you yeah you know i think about that king crimson album cover with like the fucking eyeball and a screaming fucking face oh, on yeah. it's all pink and looked crazy mm-hmm. like that shit made you feel some emotionally like what is this mm-hmm. Um, but you don't really have, I'm, I'm sure there's some, and someone's going to have to let us know, but I don't necessarily feel that. And I think that that's probably, you know, a consequence of the digital era Yeah. because now the album cover is just kind of inconsequential because it's so minimal on our phones and it's not like, whereas back then it was like this big 12 by fucking 12 thing. You saw that yeah, first. Like a poster almost. Yeah. Music wasn't leaking like that. Mm-hmm. So it was like, okay, I heard their single. I ain't heard of them. Who looks craziest? Mm-hmm. That one. Mm-hmm. And you bought it. Now it's like, oh, who cares? It's fucking an inch by inch. I can't see any details. Oh, I guess I get to listen to it anyway. Right. You know, so yeah, it's just different now, man. Very. Okay, so that's it. That's it. That's it, man. Digging 101. If you're interested in digging, I hope this helped you. If you, if you, you know, if you're a novice or you just an intermediate guy, uh-huh. I hope this inspired you to go cop some records. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'll read them back real quick. Uh, tip number one start out cheap. Tip number two, start where you are. Tip number three, preview first. Tip number four, the dustier the better. Tip number five, years matter. Tip number six, labels and players matter. Tip number seven, small towns beat big big cities. Tip number eight, no rules. And number nine, the last joint was that covers matter. Yes. That's it for this week. We'll see y'all next week. Peace. Peace. Listening to Super Duty Tough Work. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Follow the podcast on SoundCloud. 
styles already that's more complex that nobody know about. I mean, super duty tough work. 